0: It's
1: Brittany, bitch. No, it's Harlan Biosh, and uh, this is the Harlan Highway Podcast. We're just doing a special one for fun, you know, into spring, into summer, little summer-spring blowout. And speaking of summer-spring, it's a very romantic time of year. There's a lot of love in the air, and so... Our flowery, um, poetic writing guy, Samuel E. Quelk, who I find a little morbid, to be honest, will be coming on the show later to read some of his romantic musings on the show. I don't like them, but maybe you'll get something out of it that stirs your heart. I don't know. Also, I'm going to be doing a pissed-off rant about a sport, something that goes on in a sport that, that rubs me the wrong way. Also, have you had your vaccination? Oh, my God. Aunt Ruthie, my Aunt Ruthie from Rochester, New York, left me a voicemail about Uncle Harry getting his his vaccination, and it did not go well. Oh, my God. So creepy and spooky. Also going to be talking about COVID and vaccinations in general. And then towards the end of the show, I'm going to tell you about a weird COVID-related website that I created where you can actually go and buy some, some merchandise. It's very weird, but let's get into it, shall we? This is the Harland Highway. <laughs> Sit down. Strap in and
0: tighten your diaper. Come on. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. That means that every woman in this village who is capable of childbirth is going to have a baby. You shit-kicking, stinky horseman horse smelling motherfucker, you. Tell me his name. You must tell me his name. This is Harlan Williams. Oh, well, my mistake. <laughs> Guess I'll be on my way then. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. What have you done to it?
2: What have you done to its eyes? All of you. All of you freaks. Heavens to Murgatroyd.
0: Whether you're wearing a pullover or a cardigan, it's the Harland Highway. I have to hang up now. (laughs) Hello? Hello? Hello, Angel, are you there? It's your Aunt Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York, for Christ's sake. Are you there, Angel Pops? Hello? Oh, Christ, I can never tell if these answering machines are on or if I'm talking to a telephone. Hello, Angel Pops? Hello? oh my god it's your aunt ruthie crawling from rochester i just wanted to you know give you a shout i'm concerned about all you know the covid the everything that's going on with the covid the, the testing and all this stuff angel pops Oh my God! It's been a nightmare over here in Rochester. Just be careful, you know. Your uncle Harry. Oh my God! It's been a nightmare, Angel. Let me tell you. I won't. Tr- I'll try not to take up too much of your answering machine. But oh my God. Your Uncle Harry had to go and get the vaccine from the Pfizer. Have you heard of this? They got the Pfizer vaccine, and I don't even know how you spell it. It's like, you know, if you're a Dixlesic kid, you might as well, you know, stuff your face underwater and let a outboard motor slap you in the gums. I mean, how, who knows how to spell Pfizer, for Christ's sake, Angel Pops. It's like P F Z I E R like somebody, you know, swallowed the alphabet and, you know, had lactose intolerant bowels and, you know, farted it out and it blew all over a wall and, you know, looks like a Chinese alphabet for Christ's sake. So anyways, you know, they got the Johnson and Johnson and I'm like, well, wait a second, don't Johnson and Johnson make baby shampoo and floor wax and oven cleaner for Christ's sake and now now suddenly, you know, the people that make fucking baby shampoo are the fighting a lethal virus all over the, the the whole world. I mean, you know, I got Johnson & Johnson baby shampoo, no more tears. And now I got Johnson & Johnson, you know, COVID injection, no more death, for Christ's sake. I mean, what's going on, Angel Pops? But anyways... You know, I sent your Uncle Harry out because, you know, the old bastard, he's up over in his 80s now, Angel, and I sent him out to go and get the Pfizer. So he goes to, oh my God, he goes over to the Walgreens down at the corner, you know, the one by the bus stop right across from the Dairy Queen over here in Rochester. And your Uncle Harry, I sent him to go get the Pfizer, and so he goes, and oh my God, Angel Pops, about two hours later, I Look out the window. Oh, my! Oh, I can barely talk about it. My heart gets racing. Let me catch my breath, Angel Skins. Uh, and there he is. He's coming down the street. He comes around the corner off of the Shepherd Boulevard, right down onto our street, on the Maple Grove. And here comes Harry down the street. I mean, this old guy's 87 years old. He walks slower than a tortoise that has a, you know, a bag of Fritos corn chips stuck up its ass. And here comes Uncle Harry bouncing down the street like he just got out of the high school prom. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with Harry, for Christ's sake? He's damn well skipping down the street. He's got a grin on his face like a pumpkin that just fell out of fucking heaven or something, little angel pops. And I'm going, what the hell has he got in his hands there? It looks like he's, what is he, pole vaulting or something? He's got this big, long stick. It looks like a pink pole vault. And I'm like, what the hell is Harry doing? He's skipping down the street. I could swear he was whistling, Angel. He was happy as a clam with a, you know, a bucket full of mongoose spots all over his face, for Christ's sake. And I'm like, what is he doing? He's heading right for the house. It looks like he's got a pink pogo stick. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know. I know what that is. Oh, my God, I recognize that. Oh. I don't even know if I want to say it, Angel, but your Uncle Harry had the biggest, oh my God, erection I've ever seen in my life. He's running down the street with an erection. He hits the front door. It splinters open like Bruce Lee himself kicked the goddamn door, in. wood splinters everywhere. And I'm standing there with the, in the, you know, in the hallway with my mouth open, screaming like you know, having a home invasion by a one of those pink dolphins from the Amazon River for Christ's sake. And Harry comes busting in, and he says, he goes, he goes, Ruthie, lift up your dress. The plane is coming in for a landing, and I haven't heard that talk since we watched Emmanuel goes to the moon back in 1974. This was Harry's idea of having a night of erotica, but I'm not going to go into it, Angel popped, And before I could protest, before I could even throw my arthritic fingers in the air, your Uncle Harry backed me into the kitchen, Angel. <laughs> And he took me right there on the living room, on on, on the kitchen floor. Oh, right on the tile. Oh, it was so cold on my back. And, oh, my God, you know, I hate to say this, Angel. I hope I'm not embarrassing you. But your Uncle Harry and I haven't been intimate or made love for, you know, it's probably been about 35, 40 years for crying out loud. And Harry's on top of me with his happy pogo stick. And I'm like, what the hell's going on, Harry? And he's like, you told me to go and get the Pfizer and I said yes and he goes well I took two of them and I go what are you talking about you took two vaccinations he goes no I took two of the blue pills and I go what blue pills Harry and he says the Pfizer's and I go what the hell are you talking about he goes the Pfizer's you know the Viagra's Pfizer makes the Viagra's and I'm like wait what the hell no, I told you to go and get the Pfizer, the, the, the COVID injection, Harry. You, are you telling me you could, dev- Pfizer, I said the same people that make Viagras, for Christ's sake, man, you give them the injections. Are you telling me you took two, you swallowed two uh, Viagras from Pfizer? And Harry just, he he could barely get the grin off his face. He looked like he he just, you know, won the lottery in the poorest part of town, for Christ's sake. I mean, good Christ. And he's like, get on the kitchen floor, Ruthie. Daddy wants to ride. And I'm like, oh, my God. And like I said, Angel, before I could even put my arthritic fingers in the air and splay them up part to stop him, suddenly I'm on my back on the kitchen floor. I think I feel some crust from an old piece of bread in the arch of my back, for crying out loud. And Harry's just he's got the pink torpedo ready to go. And I said, Harry, are you sure you want to do this? He says, oh yeah, baby. Make like Batman and open up the Bat Cave. And I'm like, Christ, Harry, no one's been in here for 40 years. And of course, he just says let's go. And you know, all of a sudden my you know what starts to open and for Christ's sake oh my god I swear to God angel it's like Dracula's coffin opening in the middle of the night I mean there's cobwebs and dust and the creaking noises I mean this thing hasn't seen action since Vietnam for Christ's sake and it's like eh. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God, what are those sounds? And here he says, who cares? Get the maple syrup. It's harvest season. And Uncle Harry's riding up and down. I mean, he puts it in there faster than a badger running away from a grizzly bear down his hole, Angel. Oh, my God. He's humping up and down. Like, have you ever seen these whales that get lost on the beaches, Angel? And the flapping up and down like an upside-down cheeseburger at a Greek restaurant. Oh, my God. Your Uncle Harry's huffing and popping, And I, I guess he reactivated his halitosis. And his, his mouth smells like a bunch of nuts took a dump in a trailer somewhere, for Christ's sake, and he's breathing in my ear, and he's going, oh, Ruthie, oh, Ruthie, and I'm feeling this thing, I, I feel like I, you know, sat on a bicycle, and they forgot to put the seat on the goddamn thing, Angel, and he just Puffing away and pounding away And he's knocking stuff off the counter I've Suddenly I've got salad tongs In the crack of my ass Your Uncle Harry's got a cheese grater In his underwear I mean, oh my god But I've got to say, Angel It was kind of exciting But your Uncle Harry got the wrong fucking Pfizer Can you believe it? And then, of course, you know Harry's all chicks and giggles For the lovemaking And all of a sudden, you know Uncle Harry uh, releases the crack as they face and Oh, my God. It was like watching a dump truck run over a lemon in the middle of the street. I mean, it was, oh, it was just squishy and all over the place, Angel. And you, poor Aunt Ruthie. I mean, I think I popped some varicose veins and my eyes got all bloodshot and your Uncle Harry, he was foaming. And he, It's like Cujo was on top of me. Did you ever see that movie, Angel Cujo? That wonderful Stephen King. He does those horror novels. He's probably worked with them down in your Hollywoods, and oh my God, Uncle Harry's, you know, he's on top of me like a Saint Bernard that's been making love to a poisonous jellyfish, for Christ's sake. He's foaming, and his fucking eyes are watering, and I swear there's mustard coming out of his fucking teeth. I mean, oh my God, Angel, but somehow in the middle of it, I actually liked it. it I don't know. It's been so long. When was the last time you made love, Angel? I shouldn't ask that. That's probably too poisonous, but... But anyways, Angel, I don't want to belabor you with all my problems, but your Uncle Harry finally caught his breath. We put a, a bag of shaved ice in his underpants, and his uh, penis got so cold it looks like an inverted uh, clamshell from the bottom of the Mississippi River, for Christ's sake could have swore i saw some crayfish crawling out of his underpants the other day but anyways angel all i'm saying is be careful when you go and get your pfizer when you go and get your covid pfizer you, you get the right pfizer okay don't get the don't get the viagra pfizers get the uh the inoculation pfizer okay angel i'm sorry i took up so much you did Aunt Ruthie loves you so much. I'm just looking out for your health, little Pumpkin Pop, okay? Give us a call when you get your vaccination. I wouldn't want you to spittle all in the phone and get me and Harry infected. Harry, did you want to say hi to Angel Pop? He's still in a fucking sex coma. Did you hear him? He's drooling like as if Forrest Gump's been sucking on a trailer hitch covered with fucking mayonnaise or something, for Christ's sake. Anyhow, Angel, we love you. Give us a call up here in Rochester. Be safe. Make sure you get your vaccination, okay? We love you, Angel. Harry, say goodbye. Oh, my God. He sounds like a mountain goat just fell down the side of... Mount St. Helens and landed on a fucking Chinese peppercorn factory or something. Oh my God. Goodbye, Aiden. Goodbye, Aunt Ruthie loves you.
1: Goodbye. Mary! Oh Oh my God. Oh my God. (sighs) Aunt Ruthie from Racha. I I knew it was just a matter of time before she, she left me a message. Because... You know, the, the old people are the first to get the uh, the vaccines. And uh, she did it. And I guess, you know, give it to Uncle Harry to get the whole Pfizer thing confused. And instead of getting the Pfizer vaccine, he got the Pfizer Viagras. Way to go, Harry. But it sounds like they kind of had fun opening Dracula's coffin. Um, have you got the vaccine, y'all? Yeah, y'all, all y- y'all listening, you pavement pounders. Have have you um, done it? Um, I'm I'm of the trepidatious school of thought, and you might think I'm a moron and an idiot and a, and a stupid and a dummy, but um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of uh, approaching this with with a lot of caution. You know, whenever there's a pandemic or there's there's some kind of conflict, with it comes a lot of what we call euphoria, a lot of uh, craziness. Like, remember when they first announced uh, there was COVID and suddenly the, there was no water and there was no toilet paper and there was no, like, all this meaningless stuff? Pe- people got euphoric. They got all crazy and went on a rampage and they. They kind of barreled forward. They started doing things without thinking them through or forecasting, as we say. And so I'm not one of these conspiracy theory guys that that sits here and goes, "Oh, the the COVID thing doesn't exist. What a hoax!" No, it. I I think it's real. I think I think it's affected the whole world. It's it's sadly it's it's killed people, and I I believe it. It's out there, but um. I also believe, and God don't get mad at me if you've already had the vaccine, but I also believe, you know, sometimes you can rush into things, man. And how many of you remember like being the first one to get the, uh, the iPhone or the new version of the iPhone or the new, the new MacBook pro or the new, uh, you know, Microsoft office or the new uh, Toyota Corolla, or whatever it is, it's new. It's it's untested. Well, it's tested, but it's let's just say all the bugs aren't worked out. And that's that's where I'm a little trepidatious about the vaccine at this point. You know, I've I've survived so far being careful, doing the mask and the hand washing and the social distancing. And I think what what has me a little nervous is, you know, in older times, and I'm talking like, you know, the last few decades, it seems to me when when something kind of fatal happened, it took years and years and years, sometimes decades or half a decade to find a cure or even a partial cure. You know like they haven't found a complete cure for AIDS. We don't even have a cure for the common cold. And so yes, I'm I'm one of these people that's cautiously standing back. And I'm not sitting here going you guys are the guinea pigs. You 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 volunteered yourself to get the vaccine. So you made yourself the guinea pigs. And I'm hoping it's fine. I want it to be fine, but I'm just a little I'm a little, uh, you know, kind of one of those guys that has a little more caution. I'm watching to see, and and as fate would have it, you know, there's already been a few little red flags. It's not lethal; people aren't dropping dead on the on the street, but you know, there's been a few little snafus, the blood clot thing, and then I I saw some article, and again, I don't know if any of this stuff's legitimate or not, but I saw another article where there, someone was saying there were some indications that the Pfizer vaccine could trigger Alzheimer's. And I mean, look, you could say anything. You could say, oh, the vaccines will turn you into a zebra. And that's the point. It, it's like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to remain being cautious for the next little while. And when I kind of see this thing play out a little more. Uh, and I feel secure about it, I will I will consider getting the vaccine. So I'm sure there's other like-minded people listening right now who are uh, in the same school of thought, and there's people that are listening going, are you an idiot, man? Just get the damn, are you crazy? Screw your stupid theories. Stop talking. Stop talking and start injecting, dummy. You know? And then there's probably some other people that are maybe you're already injected and you're listening to this and going, "Ooh, wait a minute! Did I, did I do this too quickly? Did I? W- whoops! What was was I caught up in the euphoria? Uh oh." But here's the thing, gang: I don't have the answers, and and I guess maybe that's my point. I'm not sure that anyone has the answers. This whole COVID thing has been a big. It, it has, hasn't it been like a series of 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 bloops blunders and bleeps remember remember Dick Clark used to have that that show on TV back in the the 80s and 90s called Dick Clark's Bloops Bleeps and Blunders and it was you know it was about all the all the all the bloopers that people did on movie sets and on t- on TV shows and I feel like maybe we're still in the bloops bleeps and blunders uh, phase of this um So I don't know. I don't have the answers, but I know for me personally, I'm just I'm chilling for a bit. I'm watching, and I don't want to have happen to me what happened to Uncle Harry. And there you go. That's my little update on the vaccine. And if there's no more podcasts after this, it's because I probably died from COVID and I should have got the damn vaccine. What an idiot.
2: How are you doing, partner? <laughs> love,
0: love the material. Name's Keegan. Every time I'm in a bad mood, I put on some of your shit and I let it play and it just
2: brightens my day.
0: So, uh, thank you for all the laughs. Hope to see you, uh, perform one day and, uh, keep the laughs rolling because you're going to go going, partner. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Hello?
2: Hello. Hey, Harlan. How's it going, Daddy O? Um, I'm just I'm finding out right now that you have a podcast. I didn't know. I, I saw you on Bobby Lee's uh, podcast, and I was trying to buy uh, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face on DVD, and I came across this number. Uh, I just want to let you know that I uh, I love you a lot, and uh, I saw last night. For the first time, the clip of you on Conan singing "When You Wish Upon a Star" and blew me away. Um, you, you're, you're a brilliant comedic mind. I got a lot of respect for you. And uh, and uh, Carmel Corn, the pug, Kick'em in the kibble was an absolute thrill ride. Uh, uh, hope to see you in concert once all this garbage that Nankini is done, and uh, I got nothing else. See you around, King King Shipman Partner. Hello? Hello? You
1: fucking asshole. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for the compliments, everybody, especially that last one. And yes, I think the uh, the COVID thing things seem to be opening up a little. Um, and for those of you that do want to see me live, you know, I, I haven't done shows in over a year, almost a year and a half without doing a full show. And I'd be lying if I didn't say I was a little bit nervous, a little intimidated, but also a little bit excited to get out on that bar on that uh, tightrope wire and see what happens. I'm, I'm telling you, I've forgot a lot of my my act, my material, which is great because I'm I'm working on new material. And since last March, I think I've done three shows outdoors here in L- Los Angeles. They got these little Outdoor venues where they, you know, they can't put very many people, like 50 people, maybe 60 on a good night. And I'm outside and I've done three or four nights of that working on new stuff. And then I got to jump right in, uh, in San Diego on May 13th, 14th and 15th. I'll be at the American comedy co in San Diego. Great club. Intimate club, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So you you might get a chance to see me in a very vulnerable uh, state, uh, a little like uh, a little uh, flummoxed due to uh, not being on stage. And uh, but maybe maybe I'll be better than ever. I don't know. That's that's what I mean when I say it's kind of exciting. I'm not afraid of doing poorly, but I'm also excited. I might do really great. But either way, we're going to have a blast. So if you're around, and as some of you said in your messages, you'd love to see me live, and you're in the San Diego area, the American Comedy Co., uh, Thursday through Saturday, May 13th to the 15th. And uh, as far as the other mention by one of the callers about my movie, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, which I talked about on Bobby Lee's podcast, Tiger Belly. Um, gosh, you know, ever since I talked about that movie on Tiger belly with Bobby Lee, cause Bobby Lee's in the movie, he was so gracious enough to, uh, come and be in my movie that I wrote and directed. Um, we still have copies of fudgy wudgy fudge face on DVD and it's pretty much, I call it the dumbest movie ever made, but it's got a lot of great comedians and it's very silly and twisted and weird. If you like that kind of stuff. You can still buy it at my website, harlandwilliams.com, on DVD, and we'll ship it out to you, man. I think it's only like 12 bucks or something ridiculous, so uh, get them while they last. Um, they've been selling pretty damn good lately, and uh, I'm surprised because I didn't think anyone still had a DVD player, but people are snapping them up, and... Uh, so on and so forth. So uh, go to harlandwilliams.com and order Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, and it'll get mailed out to you. you fucking asshole. Okay, what else is going on? he's here okay send him in I guess yeah okay folks it looks like uh you know we we're we're right at the kind of the 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 middle of spring maybe the end of spring summer's up almost upon us and I don't know Roger do we really want this guy (sighs) all right send him in we got this guy he's a he's a he writes romantic letters and poetry, and he, he fancies himself a, a, a romanticist, I guess, if that's even a word. And he he writes these flowery love letters, and, and uh, I don't know, Roger. He I find him almost the opposite of, of romantic. I find the guy's a little creepy. All right, send him in. Here he comes. Hello. It's, it's Samuel E. Quauk, the writer. Hello, Samuel. Hello, how are you today, sir? Well, I, if I'm being honest, yes, I, I was doing pretty good, but with you here, I'm not so sure. I'm not here to be insulted, sir. I'm not insulting. I'm just, I'm, I'm making a statement that y- you're this this flowery, poetic, romantic writer. That is correct, sir. But I find your, your prose or your writings or whatever the hell they are always seem to take a macabre turn where they're anything but romantic. Well, that is subject to one's personal point of view, isn't it, sir? Yes, it is. And I'm, I'm telling you, in the past, I, I have yet to feel all lovey-dovey hearing your writings. I often feel queasy and disturbed. Well, I'm afraid I can't be responsible if you don't have romance in your heart, sir. Listen, Quauk, I don't want to get in a fight about it, but then do you think I could get on with my reading, please? Well, okay, you don't have to be snappy. I'm not being snappy. I just feel you're using up my valuable time where I could be reading my writings. Oh, well, excuse me, Quauk, Thank you very much. May I begin, please? Oh, oh, excuse me. Yeah, go ahead. Take over my podcast. Well, that's why I'm here, isn't it? Oh, all right, go ahead. Thank you very much. Could I have some music, please? Thank you. Dearest Matilda, it was the peak of summer and I and you ventured out to the Sierra Nevada mountain range and encountered the high desert, a dry, arid place, with vistas and views that stretched on to eternity. I'll never forget your light brown eyes sparkling in the sun, the blue skies reflecting in your glassy irises so full of life, your long brown hair twitching ever so lightly in the hot summer desert breeze birds singing in the background little crickets chirping in the very sparse brush that scattered the desert landscape and as we walked along hand in hand your summer dress brushing the cacti as we moved through the desert something moved by your feet at first I thought perhaps a butterfly or a a moth but then somehow it lunged at you, your open ankle where your sandals lie, suddenly attacked by what's known as the gila Monster or the gila Lizard, one of the only known poisonous lizards on the entire planet. It sunk its tiny little fangs into your fleshy ankle. I remember how you squealed and grabbed my hand, your childlike voice. Yelling and squealing, the pain shivering up the length of your body, your your fingernails digging into my hand as the poison ebbed and flowed through your circulatory system. Oxy, oh, right there, quack. Excuse me. No, no, excuse me. I'm so I'm trying to read. No, you're not. Listen, quack. I am trying to read, sir. No, look what you did there. You started off, you paint this picture. Oh, a beautiful desert. You're walking with who? Matilda, sir. With Matilda, flowers and cactus and and suddenly one of the only poisonous lizards on the planet bites her in the ankle. May I continue with the romance, sir? Oh, romance, okay, yeah. Oh, please, go ahead. My heart's just beating a million miles a minute. Thank you very much, sir. As we continued traversing the picturesque desert landscape, Matilda, your leg became swollen and you found it more and more difficult to walk, but yet your girl youthful energy powered through and you tried to put the pain in the back of your mind as the poison from the gila lizard pulsed through your circulatory system and the pain throbbed in your swollen ankle. But before long, as we wandered down the trail in the romantic summer breeze, your leg had swollen up the size of a giant redwood tree, your veins sticking out like long strands of spaghetti dripping down the walls of an Italian restaurant. Your legs swollen like a bagpipe that had too much air in it, Airplane tire that was overinflated. Your skin marbled and disgusting. Your veins pulsing and pus blocked. Okay, stop! Excuse me, sir. No, excuse you! What are you talking about? Her leg puffed up like an airplane tire. I use description because I am a writer, sir. You... What kind of writer? What are you, Stephen King? How dare you, sir, compare me to that amateur. I write romance, sir. Well, this is about as romantic as roadkill. May I continue, sir? Oh, please, I can't wait. I can't wait. What, do you guys fall in love and you propose to her by the end of the story? Do you mind, sir? Go ahead, quowk. As your legs started to drag behind, it was like watching a water buffalo dragging its unborn calf as it hung out of the uterus by the umbilical cord. Just a massive blob of pink meat scraping along the desert ground. And just when we thought you wouldn't be able to make any more movements, a scorpion came out from behind the cacti, its barbed tail up in the air poised to strike. Your eyes looking into its beady little eyes, its crab claws snapping at the air. And before you could scream, the scorpion stabbed your giant inflated, pus-filled leg, poking it with its needle-like claw on the tip of its abdomen. Suddenly your leg popped like a balloon at a child's birthday party, yellow and green pus flying through the air like confetti at a wedding for a couple of Down syndrome children. Oh, Matilda. What what the Wow! Excuse me, sir. No, no. You know what? This is bad enough that you're... This grotesque story, and now you're throwing in Down Syndrome Children's weddings? Are you denying that Down Syndrome Children can't be married, sir? No, I'm not. Well, then, is it unfair for me to mention them? No. And is marriage not a romantic notion, sir? Yes, it is. So would you have me deny Down's children the ability to get married and engage in romance? You know what? Now you're turning it around on me, Quoke. May I continue, sir? Oh, please continue. What? The the pus-filled leg explodes all over the desert. Do you mind if I tell the story, sir? GO AHEAD, QUOWK, SICKO! As the pus blew across the desert landscape, Matilda, giant pus ants came out of the ground, surrounding your legs, swarming it, eating it like hungry hyenas at a buffet in the African Kalahari. Finally, as the sun began to set and the sky became purple, we dragged you to the tent and we settled in for the night. You looked at me with those innocent eyes and your beautiful porcelain skin on your face. Despite the obvious pain, you you soldiered on, Matilda. You asked if we could start a campfire and sit by it and I could cradle you in my arms and give you comfort and release from the pain in your swollen, rotten leg. And as we sat there, the sparks flew up into the sky like a million midnight Milky Ways. You stared at the enchanting fire when all of a sudden a log exploded from the heat and the sparks flew up into your eyes. I could hear your corneas sizzle in the night. Hold on! Do you mind, sir? So now she's got a swollen leg that's been eaten by hyenas... I did not say that, sir. And sparks from the fire go into her corneas and start cooking them. May I finish my romantic story, sir? You are stepping all over it. Oh, God, Quauk, you need to be institutionalized. May I... Go ahead, Quauk! Although you could not see Matilda, all your other senses were firing on all cylinders. We were hungry from our long romantic walk through the desert and your legs seeping blood and pus making you weak. You asked me if we could make some food and I suggested a campfire favorite. What could be more romantic than two lovers roasting marshmallows on a fire? We put marshmallows on a stick You held your marshmallows over the open flame, but your eyes were sizzled shut from the sparks. You didn't realize your marshmallow was on fire. The flames crept up your stick and raid up your arm. They burst onto your long flowing dress and raid up into your hair. Soon your long, auburn hair was flaming in the night like a bush. Flaming on the mountain where Moses found the Ten Commandments. It's as if Jesus himself was burning on your fat head. Would you knock it off? So now you're bringing the Bible into it, huh, quauk I am reading, sir. Yep. Finish up. I've had enough. I am almost complete my romantic story, sir. Romantic? Oh, thank you, Edgar Allan Poe. How dare you, sir? May I finish? Hurry up and get it done! Sicko! Your head was burnt and singed. You looked like you were made out of clay or porcelain burnt in a house fire. We put you in the tent, but then the winds picked up and the the flaps started blowing all around, the tent blowing violently, The, the spikes holding the tent together came loose and... Rained down on your bald, burnt, singed head. The spikes from the tent embedding into your scalp. You wandered out of the tent, flailing in the night, with spikes in your burnt, third-degree, burnt, bald head that looked like bubblegum stuck to a desk at a cheap boarding school in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, Matilda! Oh! Stop! Done! Get out! You're completely done! As the sun rose in the morning, Matilda. We wandered outside and you couldn't see or feel. Stop! You wandered towards the edge of a cliff and fell off the side into the boiling white water rapids far below. Your body crashing into rocks and boulders. Your ribs splitting out of your sides like a fancy restaurant on Beverly Boulevard. Stop! Get out! I'm not done, sir. Get out, Quawk! you are sick your body being washed away like rotten seaweed down the river get out Was so creepy I don't think I can give you more That, that Samuel Lee Quilk just put me in a weird pissed off mood man Don't piss me off This is Harland Williams and You're really pissing me off oh, You're starting to
0: piss me off you little pigless son of a bitch
1: You pissed me off Shut up You're pissing me off ah! fucking assholes this fuck these fucking assholes the fuck is their problem man oh god oh god why'd you have to get me all pissed off samuel e Quauk, huh oh you you ever find little weird stupid things piss you off this little rant i'm about to do is there's no reason I should be pissed off and you're probably going to be like what what's with this guy? Why is he why is he wired so tight? Well, here's what it is. It's you know, I don't know if you're tennis fans or not, but I I like tennis. I like to play tennis and lately I've been getting into watching it more, you know. And you know, tennis is good, but there's this thing that happens when When um, the opponent is waiting for the other player to serve, okay? When they're standing there on the other side of the net waiting for their opponent to serve to them, the male and the female tennis players, what they start to do, they start to like dance around, like that they jump around on their feet. Like, you ever seen people jogging on the spot? right? When, when when they're at a street light, when you're out driving and you see someone jogging and they get a red light and instead of just standing there waiting for the light to change, they keep jogging, right? And I know why. They want to keep their heartbeat going and their blood flowing and their metabolism and all that stuff. But when they do it in tennis, you know, while they're waiting for the other opponent to serve, they stand there and they do these, this little hop. It looks like they're They're standing on hot sand on a beach, and they're kind of they do a little hot sand dance, and they do a little jog on the spot. And I'm just like, would you knock it off? It drives me nuts. It's like, what are you stepping on ants or something? Look, I play tennis. Like you should be conserving energy, not not burning more energy. You need every calorie and every ounce of energy you got. So so doing these little dances um, doesn't, doesn't help. Okay. Doing these little dances, just, it it annoys me. It looks stupid. It, I don't think it helps you. I don't think it, 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 how does you doing a little tribal tennis dance help you prepare for what's coming for the serve? Why don't you just stand there Get in position and wait for the serve. I don't know what it is. There's something about it, the physicality of it, the way it looks, the way they move. I I don't know why. Isn't it dumb? Why should I be pissed off at that? But I am. I'm just so – all you tennis players, stop it. Now I'm I'm like a headmaster at a boarding school. Stand still. Don't move. Um so there you go just enough of the little dancing the little jumping up and down just take your serve like a man or a woman and let me watch tennis without watching you shake your booty thing okay
2: you fucking asshole
1: so there i I gave you a little more you wanted a little more i gave you a little more but I i think we're at the end of the podcast now I don't want to go out angry. I don't want to go out mad at tennis players. So let's end on this. We were talking earlier about me doing stand-up comedy, getting back into it. And uh, let me give you the dates for some of my upcoming gigs. For those of you that, as you said in your some of your voicemails, you wanted to see me live. Uh, if you're in San Diego, man, I'm getting lit up. Uh If you're in San Diego, May 13th, 14th, and 15th, I will be at the American Comedy Co. in San Diego. Beautiful city, great club, great comedy fans down there. And as I said, it's going to be my very first show back since COVID started. So it's going to be my first extended show where I do more than 10 minutes in an outdoor parking lot somewhere. I think it'll be my fifth time doing live stand-up in a year, over a year, maybe a year and a half. And it'll be my first time doing anything over like 15, 20 minutes long. So it's a little scary. You might get to see me bomb, but I'll do my best. And then uh, going into June, if you're in Oklahoma... I don't, I've never played this club. It's the uh, Brick City Comedy Club. It's in Oklahoma, and that's June 3, 4, and 5. I think it's called the Brick City Comedy Club, 3, 4, and 5 uh, of June. And then uh, in July, I'm going to be up in Wisconsin, 15th, 16th, and 17th. I don't even have the names of the clubs. i got to get those. But then later in the year, I'm going to be in Spokane and Rochester and Tacoma, so I got a few gigs, you know. Just just to, towards the end of the year, I'm I'm getting back out there, man. So stay tuned, and uh, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. You know, I just you know, I I'm not doing the podcast on a regular basis, but every now and then I just get that itch. I want to have a little fun. I want to pull back some of the old characters into the mix. I want to talk about things. And so uh, so this is a little uh, a little fun, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Hope it pr- brings you some laughs. laughs or scares you to death. Samuel E. Quauk, the creepiest guy ever. Um, and, uh, yeah, check out Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face if you want to order the movie. It's on DVD. It's very silly, but it's a lot of fun. It's very unique and very indie, and it's at harlandwilliams.com. You can order it from our store. And, uh, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to throw out one last little surprise. This is something new I've never mentioned to anybody. If you go to a website called sexsellsfashion.com, okay, this is the first I've ever told anybody about it, and as you can see, it's an afterthought, okay? It's the weirdest story um, let me tell you about it real quick. During COVID, I had a friend who was despondent and depressed and couldn't get work and, and didn't know what to do with herself and was going crazy. And I, I really cared about this person. And so without telling her, I thought, well, what is this girl like? I, I know she went to cosmetology school and she loves fashion and, and makeup and, and, and eyeliners and nails and hair and, and clothing and I thought, you know what, I'm going to just for fun, I'll start a clothing company. I'll start a, I'll think of a cool name. And and I always, you always hear that term sex sells, right? Have you heard that term sex sells? And I thought to myself, well, I'm going to see if sex sells. So I got the domain name and I created a, a, uh, a site called Uh, I I put together a fashion line, sunglasses and cool baseball hats and cool T-shirts and all kinds of fun stuff. And I created a a fashion line and a website called sexsellsfashion.com. And I've been sitting on it for a year because I, I, I offered it to this friend. I said, look, you love this stuff. I made this for you. You take it you can have all the profits if you sell a shirt or a hat or whatever you keep it for the first few years you just make some money and then if it takes off I'll come in and I'll take I'll, I'll, I'll join in on the profits so I really did it as a labor of love for this person and this person totally ignored it they didn't want anything to do with it I said it's yours all you have to do is is put it out on the internet and advertise it to, you know put pictures up of the merchandise Direct people to sexcellsfashion.com And I'll be damned. She, she I talked to her about it three times and said, hey, remember that I made you a, a, a website for you so you can make money and, and have something to do and it's stuff you love and nothing. So now it's mine. You know, now it's just, you know, it always was mine, but I was handing it off to her. And now it's just there. There's a store. There's every, You can go there and buy sex sells merchandise. I'm telling you, it's really fun stuff. I, I kind of created it through the point of view of a, a girl who likes fashion. I'm not a fashion guy. So I kind of went into the headspace of, you know, wh- what would someone who's in fashion like? What 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 would be some catchy logos? What would be some catchy? So check it out. You might even see something on there you want to order, and we'll ship it out to you. SexSellsFashion.com You'll be the first people to ever go to the website. Nobody even knows about it. So it's a real silly, funny venture that I started, and I tried to help somebody, and (laughs) it failed, so now I'm stuck with a clothing line. ay ay, ay, the world is weird, man. So check it out. And um, if you want, you can leave me a message on on harlowilliams.com. We have a phone number where you can leave me a voicemail and tell me what you think of sexcellsfashion.com. See if you tell me if you like the products. Tell me if you like the way they look. Tell me if you're interested in buying something or I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's just it's a fun name and it's a fun kind of vibe. I'm trying to get out there with it. So sex sells. Let's see if it does or it doesn't. And that's it. We'll close on that, okay? Um, Everybody be safe. I think the world's kind of getting back to normal a little more. I don't know. It seems like two steps forward, one step back type of thing. But let's see what happens. So in the meantime, stay safe, be smart, and smile, laugh. Hopefully this podcast gave you a few chuckles and things to think about. And uh, have a groovy summer. Maybe maybe we'll drop some more podcasts along the way as the days go by. But until then, all the best and chicken chow mein,
2: baby! You fucking asshole.